everyone. Welcome to TV Literate, a podcast that unapologetically enjoys trashy TV. I'm Jillian. And I'm Megan. And we're here. <laughs> we're here. We're back. We're still alive. We're, we're still at home. Yep. Um, in two days, no, three days, I will be 30, flirty, and thriving. Yay! That's so exciting, though. At home. Are you excited <laughs> to be... I know my birthday's in, like, two weeks, and I'm like, okay, it's just gonna... We're just gonna hang out at home. That's okay. Yeah, I'm, like, yeah. just gonna go and get a Dairy Queen cake. That's... Exactly. That's the only thing I've requested. I was like, Kyler, the only thing I want for my birthday is an ice cream cake. I know. That's it. Seriously. I'm so excited, though. I mean, not excited, really. But I'll be 30, finally. I guess that's That's good. exciting. <laughs> that's, that's a momentous occasion. Yeah. So. We were, like, planning on going to Colorado and stuff before coronavirus but uh <laughs> now obviously just sit on the couch and watch so much tv yes so which honestly is kind of nice but it is it's less nice when like you have no other option mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah like for my birthday i want to be able to opt out of an event <laughs> exactly exactly that's that's the only good thing about a birthday is being like no i don't want to do that it's my birthday but now you're not even going to get the chance to do that because nobody's no. going to ask you to do anything. No. Like, I take so much joy because my birthday is two days from the 4th of July. I take mm -hmm. so much joy being like, no, it's my birthday. I'm not going to come to your 4th of July barbecue. Yeah. It's your birthday week, weekend, whatever yeah. day of the week it happens Because like, to you be. know, the 4th will be a Monday or something. Right. So then everyone has it on Saturday. As a mm -hmm. kid, it was a bummer, though, because everyone was gone for the summer. Like, they'd go on camping and shit. Yeah, yeah, that it does kind of suck. That's like the one bad thing about having a summer birthday is that, like, none of my friends were ever in town on, like, mm -hmm. on everyone was in town on my birthday. So, mm -hmm. but that's okay. At least we never had to go to school on a birthday. God, yeah. Right. Yeah. Now we're adults, and they don't just give you your birthday off of work, which is a bummer. It should legally you should have to get your birthday off of work every yeah. year. Yeah. Let's just be real. It should be a holiday. It should be. A holiday for everybody. Yeah. Everybody gets, you know, 14 days a year plus their birthday. Exactly. And if their birthday's on a weekend, then they get the, you know, a floating holiday or something. Yeah. Yeah. Like a bank holiday for your own birthday. Exactly. Here we are. We're, this is, this is exactly what we were set on this planet to do is to make these rules. Yes. Anyways, back to the topic at hand. Uh, what did you watch this week? So this week has been mostly a continuation of last week, which has been mostly me just watching Dance Moms, mm -hmm. uh, which has been a lot of fun, and it's been incredible. And there's, I guess, a lot of people have been watching Dance Moms in quarantine because there's so many TikToks right now about Dance Moms. Like, oh, my yeah. entire For You page on TikTok is like, diabetes, diabetes, Dance Moms, Dance Moms, Dance Moms. <laughs> so that's been my whole life for the past couple of weeks has been Dance Moms. That's fair. I really haven't watched too much else, but That's good. what about you? I'm almost done with Dance Mom, so I don't really know what I'm going to move on to next, but oh I'll gosh. figure it out. I have watched a lot of television that's not just Star Trek this week. I have watched like a full season and a half of Star Trek in the past two weeks. but So I first started off this week with The Big Flower Fight, which is on Netflix, and it got advertised for me for like half a day, and then I was like, no, that looks stupid. And it was stupid, but it was also really fun and just, like, the most superfluous thing that you could ever watch during quarantine. You're just watching these groups of people, like, smash flowers into the shape of bears and shit. Like, 
That's cool. They made what? They made Rapunzel out of flowers. Oh. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah, I saw that on my like suggested things on Netflix, but I had no idea what it was. But yeah, I thought it was going to be more GBBO than it was. Okay, because yeah. it has the lady who's um, Nadja in What We Do in the Shadows, and she's like very dryly funny and so she's just like going around just making these like obnoxious dad puns and just it's 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 perfect she's wearing like a fluffy like chiffon black dress at one point in time like they're out in a garden and she's like wearing this like insane high fashion poof of a dress hell yeah it was ridiculous but it was great that sounds awesome um i also watched another new netflix thing the floor is lava Okay, I've heard about that one too, but I haven't tried watching it yet. It was, I mean, it's it's a wipeout for the modern era. Yeah, but yeah, that's what it seemed like. It's very satisfying because usually the teams that you want to win do win, and the teams that you want to lose, somebody definitely gets hit in the nuts with an obelisk. <laughs> that very rarely happens, I find, in TV. Like, so that's pretty good. That's yeah. pretty. It's, it's pretty like very good. satisfying. Like the mom and her sons, they do great. But then the three frat bros, mm-mm, they get fucking destroyed. I always love watching a frat bro get destroyed. That's uh-huh. like the best possible thing you could watch. Um, okay, and the last thing I've watched, I watched so much TV this week, uh, was Babies. <laughs> I watched the Babies show on Netflix finally. How was that? That was really good. Um, it's all like, I thought it was going to be more baby-centric than it was, I guess. But it's more like uh-huh. human like instinctual knowledge and human development it's like really interesting gotcha the first episode was about love and like the chemicals behind love and stuff and so they studied moms and dads and they studied birth mothers and like how their oxytocin goes up but also their amygdala like gets wild and Mm -hmm. in the dads it doesn't do that except when it's two gay dads and then they both get it interesting fuck all yeah that sounds that sounds cool i i that's a i've heard of the show but i haven't watched it mostly because i i have to be in a certain mood to watch like shows about like babies and giving birth because i get so emotional about it that's fair so (laughs) i guess i i mean if it's more about like i guess the human brain and body and how it reacts i guess i can watch that a little bit easier but yeah it's definitely more like um taking cameras into scientific study rooms and like documenting those processes no it was super interesting and i would recommend it and i think the reason it popped up on mine is because season two is coming out soon okay so it's it's super interesting it's definitely more of like a 100 humans vibe that's what i that's kind of what i was getting from it from you describing it and i loved 100 humans so yeah no, it was, it's really cool. Mm-hmm. But what are we doing this week? Today we're going to talk a little bit about murder. A little bit about some culty stuff. Definitely a cult. Just all kinds of stuff. Today we're going to talk about Lori Vallow and the whole saga surrounding her. Mm-hmm. Um, we particularly are going to talk about three Dateline episodes that we watched about this case that is currently unfolding, like, right now. Mm-hmm. So we're just going to talk about it. We're going to lay it all out. We're going to talk about it. I'm so excited. I was obsessed with it from the Valentine's Day Dateline episode, Where Are the Children? Mm-hmm. And then since then, as you said, they've released two more, What Happened to the Children and What Happened to JJ and Tylee. And the whole reason these were updated is essentially because like the second one 
um, Lori and Chad got arrested, and the third one, they found bodies on their mm. property. So. Right. so, lots of updates. I remember reading articles about it that I saw on like Facebook and Reddit and stuff about this case um, as it kind of unfolded, but I hadn't really watched anything, and I hadn't really paid attention to a lot of the minor details. It's really just been like the big stuff that I've been watching. So digging in was really interesting. There is just so much to this case. And every episode builds on the last with just more bullshit. It just, it just kept going and going. And I just kept waiting for it to be like, all right, when is it going to get less crazy? But it just never fucking did. Uh -uh. All right. So I kind of have notes in here that are like, Kind of in order of events of the actual true crime as told cool. by Dateline. So I put all three and meshed them together. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. So we've got some, some crazy shit to talk about. Yeah, we really do. Okay. So first of all, this is all about Lori Vallow and Chad Daybell and their mm-hmm. nefarious deeds. Um, so Lori Vallow was married to another dude named Charles and she had had I think three or four previous husbands and this was her fourth husband. I remember her saying that. Yeah. So, yeah. so I think she had kids from at least two other husbands. Mm-hmm. Right. And then JJ was adopted. Right. So, um, he and Lori were together for quite a while and, uh, they all, well, he converted from Catholicism for Lori, and the whole kind of crux behind this whole thing is Lori is part of the Church of Latter-day Saints, so she's a Mormon. Right. And then they kind of went to Mormon extremism. Kind of. You could say that. Kind of. So, um, and then we have the other players of Chad and his wife, Tammy, and they had been together for 28 years, and they had five grown children. And Tammy was a school librarian, I want to add oh, that. God. Save the librarian. Save the world. Save the librarians. Um, Jesus, I don't even know how, like, where all of this to start with all of this, but I know it's there's just so much. There's just so much. So, (laughs) Lori and Chad, I guess, met each other through a spiritual conference convention thing of preparing the people, preparing a people. I think, which is a super. A super extremist, like, conservative prepper cult within the Church of Latter-day Saints. And they, you know, Mormons technically say they don't, they're not part of us, but they're just really pulling on a lot of Mormon things. Like, Mormons have been told to have, like, a year or two years of supplies always in their basement. Like, that's part of mainstream Latter-day Saint stuff. Um, Like, just all this kind of vaguely prepper shit, because... Brigham Young and, woo, excuse me, Brigham Young and Joseph Smith were definitely both crazy nutburgers who kept marrying and or raping 14-year-olds, so they had to bail and hide out for a while. That's cool. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> okay, so the story really picks up steam last July uh, when Charles, Lori's husband, was murdered in Lori's house by Lori's brother, Alex. Uh, there's a kind of a sketchiness about it. I mean, obviously, like, somebody was shot and killed in the house. But they say it was over a fight over a cell phone and somebody got a bat and just things, like, escalated mm-hmm. really quickly. Either way, what happened was Alex shot and killed Charles. Um, and when the police came, you know, to respond to the call and everything, 
Lori shows up and she already knew what had happened and she was like totally like cool kind of like laughing about it like yeah. oh sorry new neighbors <laughs> it's like your husband was just killed yeah by your brother which means theoretically your brother could be gone like to jail forever depending on circumstances exactly her reaction was just so her reaction there. was just buck wild and one of the other things about that part was um, in the most recent episode, they showed body cam footage of Charles when he called for Lori and saying, you know, she says she's going to kill me. She's she says that she's a, an angel. She's a god. And he was like very freaked out and then had her essentially committed. But she passed the mental health exam. So mm-hmm. she she's not crazy. It's not a mental health issue. It is just evil beliefs <laughs> okay um yeah and he, it's just god he also like he filed for divorce we know that beforehand mm-hmm. and um god i don't even <laughs> like there's just i know there's just so, so many strands like they filed for divorce he filed for divorce because she thought that he was Satan, or a Satan, or a demon. A demon, yes. And then she prophesied that he was going to die, which, you know, mm-hmm. if she's orchestrating it, that's not hard. And told some of their friends, too, like, mm-hmm. this, on record. Like, her friend was like, yeah, don't be, like, her friends were saying that she said, yeah, like, Charles is going to be dead any day now. Yep, I saw it in my brain. God. Um, so she ended up moving to Kauai with, Chad Daybell at that point in time, I think. No, she just went and moved to Hawaii. No, just by just by herself. I think she it was just her and Tylee that went. Yes, okay, so just her and Tylee went, and then they came back to Houston to get back with Charles and JJ. Mm-hmm. And Which Tylee and JJ are their kids. Let's, oh, yeah. let, let's just, yeah. Ty, so Tylee is Lori's biological child from a previous marriage. She also has another biological child who's older named, is it Kobe? Co- or Colby. Colby, or- Colby. Colby. It's Colby. Yeah. I have it in my notes. So he, but he's older and lives by himself and everything. And then they have JJ, who is their adopted son, who is autistic and younger than Tylee. Yes. So just to give some context. Yes. Sorry. There's so many things to talk about. There's so much to talk about. So in one of the episodes, she was talking about how she was told by the Lord that she had to get her finances in order, which is why she took out an $1 million life insurance policy on Charles. Since she right. prophesied his death. Right. Um, and not suspicious at all. Oh, totally not suspicious at all. Um, and then at some point, this wasn't a different like news article about it, but it says that Charles detailed a phone call in which Lori had told him she was a translated being who cannot taste death sent by God to lead the 144,000 into the millennium. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And I think that was one of the times that he called, like, hey... My wife needs a mental health exam. She's, Please, somebody help my wife. Is she going through some kind of psychotic episode, or is this just who she is now? Sorry, bud. Yeah. It was just who she is now. <laughs> Sorry, it's not going to look good for you. And he also said that she had threatened him to murder him if he got in her way, and she uh, stole at least $35,000 before she killed him. Nice. So, Jesus. Cool. Cool. So, yeah, then he got shot. We got that. You said that. Mm-hmm. And she was ridiculous and changed her story like four times. Right. And I just, the amount of like 
weirdness with Tylee, how she got the bat, supposedly. Yeah. And, like, yeah. how she's telling this story that's essentially defending her mom and her, bro- her, like, her uncle from this dude who was, for all intents and purposes, her dad. And, like, he was a good dad. Right. Yeah. Everyone reported that he was had a really good relationship with the kids, that he was really good with the kids, and he was really involved with their lives. So it was really weird seeing Tylee, like, because they showed the video of her, mm-hmm. which her face was blurred because she was a minor, but you could still hear what she was saying. And she was just, like, kind of like, oh, yeah, like, it just happened. Like, she wasn't saying anything mm-hmm. that goes against what her mom and uncle were saying. Which, I mean, I get it. When you're a kid and, like, your parents, I'm sure, have done, or your mom has done some crazy shit the past couple of years of just, like, if you don't do this, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill your brother. I'm going to kill your right. stepdad. And then she fucking does. So that just solidifies it. Yeah. I mean, <sighs> I can't really blame her because what, like, what is she supposed to do? She still has to live with her mother. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's either live with her mother or the other option is go into the foster system for a year. Yeah, yeah she's like seven. She's like seventeen, isn't she? Mm-hmm. Sixteen or seventeen? So, yeah, um, yeah. I can't really blame her, but it was still weird and disturbing to see. Yeah, and I know the grandparents at some point in time of JJ because they still kept in contact with them. JJ's mm-hmm. grandparents said that it looked like JJ was being coached off screen with right. what to say to them and stuff, and so like mm-hmm. that just feels like there's going to be so much pernicious shit. That comes out. Definitely. Definitely. Ugh. Okay, do we want to talk a little bit about Chad and Tammy now, since we talked about yep. those two? Yep. Okay. So the other side of the story is um, Chad Daybell and his wife, Tammy, who very shortly, like like Jillian said, they met at the prepper convention type thing. Uh, so they knew each other, and they were also part of a podcast group that talked about the end of the world and everything like that. Um, anyway, just a few months after Charles's death, Tammy also mysteriously dies. She was a healthy woman in her 40s, and she literally just died in her sleep. They decided not to do an autopsy because of the cost, which I, I feel like if one of my family members, like a healthy family member, died in their sleep, if my husband just died in his sleep, I would want to know what the hell just happened mm-hmm. and why he was dead. So that was that's a little suspicious. I do understand autopsies are probably expensive but like okay um but she had also like i remember there was a in one of these episodes they talked about how tammy had posted on facebook like shortly before she died about how Mm -hmm. she saw somebody with what looked like a paint gun or a gun like outside of her Mm -hmm. window like stalking her basically um so yeah um but the weirdest part um the most suspicious part i would say is that just 14 days after Tammy's untimely death, Chad and Lori get married in Kauai. Yep. 14 days later. Yep. And somehow during all of this time, the kids are missing. So by the time they get married, mm-hmm. the kids and the spouses are all dead. Right we now, no. Sorry. Yes. Spoiler alert. Yes. Everyone's dead. Spoiler alert. But I mean, the kids had been missing for months at that point. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Um, so another kind of key person in all of this, and this is kind of happening across three states. So Mm -hmm. they were in Arizona and then they were in Utah and then Rexburg, Idaho is where the promised preparing the people 144,000 home bases, which we're going to get into that. (laughs) I did, I did a nice deep dive on that. Good, good. I'm excited to hear about that. Um, but 
So the other person is uh, Melanie, which is Lori's niece mm-hmm. and one of the women that they mm-hmm. talk to throughout the show. And she gives a lot of insight into what preparing a people is. And right. Melanie moved to Rexburg after Lori did. And she left her husband. And thankfully, her husband is not dead. Because Though there was an attempt on him. Yeah, this was the connection is the paintball gun. She said someone shot at her husband's car. And yeah, he said he thought it was a paintball gun at first, but uh-huh. it was not. So it's just kind of interesting that two people connected both said that they thought they saw somebody with a paintball gun uh-huh. shooting at them. And this one was out of a Jeep, which the Jeep was Charles Vallow's and Charles was dead by this time. So, so who knows? Who could have done it? <laughs> who knows? Who has I have no idea. to that car? Huh. I have no clue. Not None. God. I know, it's like, it's insane that this much stuff we can, like, point out. Yeah, also, I wanted to bring out one of the more damning things, too, was that, um, I guess, during the investigation, they looked at their Amazon orders and things and saw that, I think it was either Lori or, I'm not sure if it was Lori or Chad, but one of them ordered the wedding rings that they used 17 days before Tammy died. So this was something that, like, they'd been planning to at least get married, and there was one problem in the way, it was Tammy. Oh, yeah. Um, we did find out that, I think before Tammy died, um, yeah, before Tammy died, they went somewhere. I can't remember if they went somewhere in Rexburg or if it was somewhere in Utah, but they went and had their Mormon ceiling to get Mm -hmm. married in the eyes of the Lord, married by the angels. And so they were already married in the eyes of the Lord for the like 15th time because of the whole weird reincarnation thing Chad had going. Oh yeah. Um, they had talked about how, um, they had lived many, both Chad and Lori had lived uh, how many lives? He had lived lived? 31 lives and she had lived 21 lives, but they only lived five each on this planet. Yes. But they had been married in seven of those lives to get to each other. I don't, this is just the stupidest just... bullshit. <laughs> like, <sighs> yeah. Chad Daybell also said that he was Methuselah and Martin Luther. Mm-hmm. That those were two of his five on Earth. I'm sure that's true. I just the fact that like Melanie was able to say all this shit without just being like, "This is fucking stupid." I don't even know. Yeah, she because she's like, she definitely seems to understand that it's weird, but like at the same time, she's. She was kind of, like, explaining it in, like, a... It's not that weird. It seems weird, but it's not that weird. I mean, no, honey, it's it's weird. When you start from Mormonism, that weird level bar goes up quite a bit further than the it's rest true. of us. Like, that, that baseline is up there. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I guess, I <laughs> guess so. To all of my Mormon... To all of our Mormon followers, I'm sorry. Please. I mean, they got it. They know. They know what it's like. You have to know. It's magical underwear. You have to know. All, all of your historical figures were pedophiles and rapists just like catholicism and christianity good times gotta love religion we love it we love it so much here um speaking of religion i did have to google what the fuck telestial fire was okay and what is it it's essentially so it doesn't really make a lot of sense so in mormonism there's like different levels of glory okay and the celestial kingdom is the lowest degree of glory. So that's like bottom rung heaven. 
Okay. And so Telestial Fire is the fire to get to Bottom Rung Heaven. Gotcha. Okay. I don't really know, because I would have to learn all of Mormon to really figure it out. But I was like... All of Mormon. What the fuck is Telestial? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not a word that I use in my everyday life. It seems to be specifically Mormon. So. Gotcha. That makes sense. Yeah. <clears throat> um okay so we did them um okay i guess kind of to finish up the people we have alex cox the murderer brother and he ended up hooking up with this lady zulema who was an energy healer and he was found unresponsive in her bathroom and died um they say it was natural causes though they do is that true i don't know i don't know i don't know if what they've done because i mean this was just december so like yeah it's not been that long but yeah they said it was apparently natural causes but like i don't know if i believe that just based on the amount of shit that's going on here i don't know it just makes me think like zulema the energy healer is really like colin robinson and what we do in the shadows who is the uh psychic vampire and <laughs> And that's why Alex Cox died, is uh, she just drained the energy from him. That uh, that makes sense to me. <laughs> in this topsy-turvy world. Honestly, it, it fits in with the story just about as good as everything else, so why not? Mm-hmm. Um, and so then kind of the cool big things about all of this was Dateline first covered this in February, and they mm-hmm. found Lori Vallow and Chad Daybell in Kauai, when no one else had gone to look for them. And again, they got fucking caught by fucking Amazon. Yes. And they're, they do not learn, do they? They just like, just don't buy stuff on Amazon. These things are not things yeah. that you don't, you can't go out for. Like people are less likely to recognize you out in public. Exactly. Yeah. Don't leave a, an electronic trail. It's not, it's not good. Um, and they were living, God, they were living in Kauai across the street from the house that Charles had there. Because mm-hmm. they were like, oh, they're probably in that house. And they went and checked and no one was there. And then they got the Amazon orders and they were just across the street. Like, literally oh the stupidest decisions. Like, these are bad decisions. They are so stupid. They just, oh my gosh. It's just Like, how did you expect to not get caught there? Like, that's just like the most obvious... She's always she's always been talking about how much she loves Hawaii and loves Kauai and she keeps going back. So like if you're really trying to move or like to be not caught, go somewhere like completely different. Yeah. Literally anywhere else. Canada. Pretty much. New York. Exactly. Something. Anywhere. Florida. No one would look for you in Florida. No. There's talk to Casey Anthony. Exactly. She'd blend right in in Florida. There's so much crazy in Florida. She'd blend right in. I'm sorry, Casey Anthony. You are also a baby killer you are yes we all know we all know um yeah so this was wild and weird and i'm excited for the follow-ups of all of their hearings and stuff because i'm sure they're gonna Mm -hmm. be on the internet right exactly so the most recent development has been just happened a few weeks ago earlier this month in june um where they uh found JJ and Tylee's bodies buried in Chad Daybell's backyard. And actually, like, as they were digging them up, like, as they started digging up the first body, Chad tried to leave and, like, escape, but he was arrested. So, good. Poor guy. Poor guy. Can you imagine having, and they said that, like, it was just, like, an, a 
clearly freshly disturbed area. Like, uh-huh. can you imagine just like looking out in your backyard and seeing this disturbed area of dirt and being like, oh yeah, there's two children buried under there. Uh-huh. Well, and the fact that I can't remember who it was that they buried there or he had buried other things there before this point, which was like pointing to premeditation because at one point he was, they were saying that Chad told Tammy that he had shot a raccoon and buried it. And mm-hmm. so not to worry about the disturbed earth. Right. And like a raccoon's not that big. It's not a human sized hole. Exactly. Yeah. It's right. <laughs> it's. Ugh. And um, so the reasoning behind why JJ and Tylee were killed to them, it's because, well, to uh, Chad and Lori, because they had turned into zombies. Mm-hmm. They were zombies. And zombies and they is had to be not killed. really zombies. They can also be demons, but they're definitely a big part of this prepper thing. Or right. were, but now that cult has deleted all, everything off of the internet about them. I don't blame them. <laughs> it is a cult. <laughs> not really getting great publicity right now, mm-hmm. are they? No. Oh, yeah, okay, so about the zombie thing. They were saying that the darkest spirit, the most zombified person on the planet, is Oprah. That makes sense to me, honestly. I get that. Mm -hmm. And um, so the whole thing about this is that all the zombies and stuff are trying to keep them from finding the 144,000 people who are supposed to go to heaven with them. And both Lori and Chad think that they are either exalted or gods, depending on the day. Right. Which is a lot. And they basically just get to choose who's the 144,000. Yeah, like, what is the criteria, do you think, to be one of the 144,000? I don't know. I think to be just like, batshit crazy? Yeah, be- believing them. If you believe them, okay. then you are enlightened, so you can go to heaven. Interesting. Okay. Which seems weird. Like, why are they preppers if they just want to go to heaven as the 144,000 saved? Like, you don't need to prep for that. You got snacks in heaven. I was going to say, like, I'm confused about that, too, because it seems like they're they're saying that they are, everyone's going to die and only them are going to go to heaven. But then, like, why stockpile things? You don't need to eat food Mm -hmm. or, like, have water if you're going to die anyway. It's bizarre thought process right there so bizarre um okay so i do kind of i have one of the insider articles that was written earlier this year about preparing a people okay cool and obviously preparing a people says that they are not a group and they are not a cult but now they've deleted their website and everything so i can only see that from these screenshots and stuff um (laughs) so God, I don't even know. The whole thing about this cult is it centers around the podcast network. So they have the Preparing a People... Preparing a People podcast network. Too many P's there. has, like, a whole lot of just real weird shit. And the only real connection that you can finally find to this is through listen notes, because they don't exist anywhere else now. But um, Mm -hmm. it's like this podcast may not release new episodes anymore and some audio may be broken. Like all of them have been pulled. They've all been unpublished, everything. But on uh, Listen Notes, they still have descriptions and some of them have transcripts. So you can go over there and read some 
crazy people talking about from gangs to the gospel and oh my god dream literacy in our day uh ministering in a higher and holier way oh god it's just charting your course to the stars i don't know all these are just how to shift from feeling like a a victim it's like they all kind of have things that I could see how they're like getting people in on these podcasts with these like yeah how to like be empowered, but really it's let God do it and let everyone else die because they're Satan. Right, exactly. Yeah, the just the I guess the titles and descriptions seem kind of innocuous for the most point part, mm-hmm. but then no, no, honey. At least easy to find if you were googling like how do I make myself feel more empowered, like. Exactly. Those might yeah. be a combination of words that you put up. How to stop feeling like a victim. Right. Yeah. And like, uh. it's kind of scary, too, because people who are probably searching those things are, some of them are probably a little bit more vulnerable. I mean, uh, that's what yes. cults go after. Yes. Like, they super frequently go after people who have, you know, recently been divorced, people who have lost children, people who are oppressed. Like, what's his face? fucking jonestown where he just collected all of the like homeless people of color he could find and then made them kill themselves yeah it's like that it makes them feel like they have a a community a sense of belonging but it's not a good not a good community to be in Mm -hmm. most utopias are not actually utopias yes that is a good lesson (laughs) yeah um okay so there's not a whole lot about preparing the people but they are talking about a whole lot of prepper stuff for mo- the most mm-hmm. part and they definitely have said no these are not we don't believe chad or debo chad or Lori's beliefs they're contrary to christian principles and i'm like are they though because like there's a lot of dead kids in the bible right yeah yeah but um so it's owned or it's not owned i guess it's kind of like an offshoot of this thing called color my media which does okay. still have all of its stuff up which does seem to have multiple kind of um, offshoots of crazy. So <laughs> I don't really know what it is, but it's located in Rexburg. And it was created, oh wow, seven years ago, Thursday. Oh wow, happy anniversary. Yeah, it's my birthday and their birthday. Aw, you guys share a birthday. That's so special. So special. But, you know, just go and look Color My Media on Facebook. It's still there. Like, 154 people follow it. I don't know what it is. But (laughs) it does have some crazy videos on it and some weird, like, memes. They're, like, inspirational memes, but they're just, like, bad ones. I'll have to look because I love stuff like that. Yeah. Um, How Big Government Hurts Women. Like, again, it's just another way that they are framing this as how we're going to help you and then Mm -hmm. all all you have to do is get them in like once they're in it's good we're good Mm -hmm. and so color my media has basically said that preparing a people was an event brand okay that's how they're getting around calling themselves a cult i guess all right yeah their twitter also is super gross but just in case it comes back, their website was preparingapeople.com. Good to know. Um, the other thing is Chad was a really huge part of this, as we saw in the Dateline. But he mm-hmm. has about 25 books. Yes, he does. He's written a lot of books about the end of times. Yeah. And they have a lot of one-star reviews. But they are Not all surprised. on 
Amazon if you would like to read what they are about. Oh, gosh. I'm going to be so tempted to read one now. It's going to be bad. Um, yeah. One of them is called, the one that really speaks to me is called One Foot in the Grave, The Strange but True Adventures of a Cemetery Sexton. Yeah, that definitely appeals to me, too. Mm-hmm. And it was published, like, days after Charles got murdered. That's cool. So you can have a really interesting timeline of events with these. Yes, yes. This is just the timeline and the amount of just different little strands in this case. It's just, it's crazy. And I'm sure that we'll find out more, too, because this is really just starting to unfold. Yeah, this is just, like, preliminary, no hearings. Like, the first dateline was just what they knew based off of, like, Googling them. (laughs) Right, and, like, they just found the bodies of the kids, Mm -hmm. like, three weeks ago. Yeah, so So it was June 13th, so that is 16 days ago. Yeah, exactly. So how fresh we are. We're fresh. Um, So there's a whole trilogy that he wrote about, it it looks like a romance novel, but I'm not sure because Mormons and romance. Um, Mm -hmm. But this one's called An Errand for Emma, and it's, as the Emma trilogy begins, Emma Dalton is eager to have a memorable summer before starting college at BYU Provo, and she gets oh, her God. wish. Emma's desire to uncover the truth about a mysterious ancestor sends her on an errand for the Lord in a place she has never imagined, the untamed American West of the 1860s. A chance meeting with the LDS church leader Brigham Young puts her on track to find the answers she seeks, and his guidance oh, helps her locate her ancestors. But... To unlock her secret, she must first survive a dangerous trip to lawless Denver and escape evil men seeking to destroy her mission. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It's just like, you know, that podcast title I read that's like, How to Not Be a Victim? But then all of yes. his books are about them being victims because of the persecution. Oh, yes. Anyways, that was my big tea for that. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's hilarious. And I'm going to have to go look and see his other books, too, because they talked a lot about his books on the sh- on the Dateline, too. They didn't talk specifically about them, but they talked that about he was how an he author wrote a lot of books. That he's basically a propagandist for this thing that they're just saying is a event. Right, right. Ugh. Oh, and by the way, the world is supposed to end. Um, it's July 22nd of this year. Shit, yeah. So we only have a few more weeks. But honestly, I'm ready. Yeah, I mean, I'm honestly, ready. I... This is the first one that I believe. I mean, the weird, the little, this year has already been weird enough. It would not surprise me to find out the world is about to end. I would not be at all surprised. Oh my god, it's so much. <laughs> it's so much. It is. The only good thing we're getting is justice for JJ and Tylee because you know, without Dateline, those cops would have never fucking done anything or found them. Right. Yeah. And again. <laughs> Yeah, Dateline and, like, journalism in general, like, really, like, put the pressure on and, like, showed people, like, hey, this is happening. Like, mm-hmm. this is going on. Let's try to figure out where the fuck these kids are and what happened to these people's spouses. I mean, it's the same thing as the uh, Golden State Killer, East Area Rapist, original mm-hmm. Night Stalker case, which there is a case update on that today. He did officially plead guilty to all of the charges and he is going oh, he did? to admit to... All of the uncharged things. Hell yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's really not much he can do now, so you might as well just come out with it. Yeah, exactly. Just give these people the fucking answers they've been looking for. And again, Joseph D'Angelo was a cop, and cops never found him. 
Yeah. Um, not surprised at all about that one. Again, all cops are bastards. All cops are bastards. And all men are trash. Those are the two themes of this show so, so far. So Lori Mallow is really trying me on that one. Like, I'm going to have to oh, say yeah. maybe everyone is trash. That's fair. Lori Vallow is trash, and she's not a man, but all men are trash. Let's just be mm-hmm. real. Very true. Very true. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't think I have really think anything else to say about it, because, I mean, we're still learning a lot about this. Mm-hmm. But. But, uh, yeah, I thought the, the Dateline episodes were really, really good. Um, I hadn't watched. This is the first time I watched Dateline in a really long time, so mm-hmm. I kind of forgot. But it's it's a really good sh- It's a really well-done show. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought they did a really good job. Um you know, not only just reporting what was happening, but also talking to a lot of people from different sides of the story, Mm -hmm. you know, different, you know, walks of life that are part of the story. So I I thought it was a really, really well done three episodes, and I'm hopeful that they'll make another one. Yeah. Once we get some more stuff going. I'm sure they will, because they were, um, one of them, one of the... I think it was a producer, maybe the director. I can't remember who. He's sharing extended clips from the interviews because they could they had to cut them for time on his Twitter. So right. if anybody's interested in hearing more about these things, they are still all on his Twitter. Cool. But cool. yeah, it's uh, it's just they're just the worst. You don't they are just there are so many people they could have given these kids to and just bailed. Exactly. Like they could have. Um, yeah. They. There are so many family members that they had that would have taken JJ and Tylian if they didn't, if the parents didn't want them anymore. So mm-hmm. it's just so sad that they just decided, no, we'll just kill them. Yeah. And pro- because they were zombies. Because they were zombies. And even though she said they were zombies and Satan, she also at one point said that someone else said that Chad was Satan to her. Chad was a demon. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you know, if he is, he's a good one. And it's like... But you killed your kids over being them, so... The cognitive dissonance of Lori Vallow is astounding. It's scary. It is just... It's scary that there are people out there that are like this. Yeah. That can be like this. That have the potential to, like, be like this. It's just... It's crazy. And, I I mean, I do think this is a very interesting thing because she did get mental health exams this whole time. Mm-hmm. And... It's part of the thing. It's like everyone's always like, oh, you know, Jim Jones was crazy and all these people were just crazy people. They had mental health issues. They were bipolar. They were manic. They were whatever. But no, you can be perfectly sane and still be a cult leader. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Fuck all y'all. Fuck all (laughs) y'all. That's where I'm at today. Um, I feel bad. Yeah, I'm excited to learn more about this and to get all the hearings yeah. and stuff because we're in quarantine. So what else are we gonna do? Exactly. I saw. Yeah, I think the on the last episode of Dateline, they after they had arrested Chad, I guess they were showing. I don't know if it was like his arraignment or whatever, but it was like a Zoom call with the judge, and he was wearing a mask, and like it was Chad and something like a police officer or something, and the other on the other side, and it was just kind of interesting to see how. The world is, you know, functioning right now. Oh, yeah. I can't imagine having to do court proceedings right now. And no. I'm sure they're doing a lot of them. Yes. Yes. God, I don't know. It's wild. It's it's so weird that, like, this story has been the thread from my, like, before times of COVID to now, too. Uh-huh. So it's, like, it's progressing and COVID's just becoming a shitstorm in America and... Oh, gosh. I don't even know, but... I don't know. I'm excited to learn more. I am too. And I'm glad that 
you know, we finally found JJ and Tylee. I mean, obviously, I'm not happy that they're dead, but we knew that they were. So it's mm-hmm. glad I'm glad that they were found. Yeah, that their families can say goodbye. Yeah, and, and pay their respects, happened. and not just constantly wonder if they like sold their kid to Jeffrey Epstein or whatever. Exactly. God. So at least they have answers. Set them all on fire. Not children. Just exactly. Jeffrey Epstein and pedophiles and people who killed their children. Yes. Yeah. I think that's fair. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think that's a non-controversial statement, but in this day and age, I think so. you never know. I mean, when, when a statement like Black Lives Matter is controversial, like, you never fucking know. Um, if you want to follow us or chat with us, we are on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at TV Literate, And we are also at Patreon if you want to support us. Yes, and we will be back next week for another fun-filled episode. Feel free to send us any suggestions for things you want to want us to watch in the future and talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can send us to any of the social medias, or you can email us at tbliterate at gmail.com. We love having suggestions or just hearing feedback. Whatever you got to say, we'll read it. Mm-hmm. If you have any weird Lori Vallow stories or Chad Daybell stories that you've seen them in the wild, send them in. Please contact us. We'll Please. read the shit out of that. You want to come on? We'll interview you. <laughs> yes, exactly. Hell Whatever yeah. it takes. All right. Well, everybody stay safe out there. Stay safe and stay home and wear a mask. Hell yeah. I am Megan. And I am Jillian. And, and we, we are TV Literate. literate.